0: December 10th, 8.17pm Gosh, I can't believe it's going to be another two months before I record another episode of Let's Talk Muppets. I mean, if I'm not having needless conversations with Steve and then publishing them to waste people's time, I don't know what to do with myself. Will my life have any meaning after tonight? What is my purpose? And what is that sound effect? That's funny. Never noticed this box that's been conveniently located beneath my booth at Ralph's Tavern before. Huh. Wonder what's inside. It's a lightsaber? Oh, with an inscription on it. Okay, it says, uh, Mine Mine Tekel Part Wait, nope, got it upside down. It says, Do not touch this item if you are under the age of seven or you do not wish to experience a hallucination that's presumably from the Schwartz. Whoops. Star Wars just opened. It seems we've landed on some sort of comedy variety show. I'm the
1: George Orpix fan. That's not possible! Jedi Master. Yoda. You seek Yoda.
0: I'm just as confused as you are, Kevin. I hear the
1: jacuzzi and we will come again. These are your first...
0: I think I've just had... Is it done yet? Okay. I think I've just had an apostrophe. Hey, Steve, you're never gonna... Hey, gon- are you recording? Uh, not yet, but first you've got... Okay, gotten- start recording. All right, fine, I'll start recording. So talk... to each other... Talk to, to your family... Mother, father, sister... You are listening to Let's Talk Whatever with J.D. Hansel. Joining us this week is Steve Swanson from The Muppet Cast. And now, let's talk Star Wars. Hello and welcome to Let's Talk... um, Whatever I'm going to call this thing. I'm J.D. Hansel and I'd like to welcome all of you to my little experiment. See, since I've gotten such a great positive reaction to Let's Talk Muppets, I wanted to try getting to talk about... Well, some other topics that I'm interested in. I've been inspired by shows like Dylan Gale and The Nerdist Podcast that can kind of go in any direction, but they still know how to stay focused and usually keep on at least some topic. It may not be the topic they had in mind, but some topic. So I wanted to try getting to talk about some things like Star Wars The Force Awakens, which I think is a pretty good film and I brought on someone else who thinks it's a pretty good film so that we can talk about it And maybe convince each other that it actually stinks ladies and gentlemen all the way from well You know who it is. It's Steve Swanson. Hi, Steve. Hey, how's it going? It's it's going pretty well considering only the first two sentences of that were scripted and I had to make up the rest as I went along So you did a really good job buddy. Aw, oh, shucks. Nice, nicely done. JD j-
2: Hansel, everybody. I, yeah. Give him, a, give him a hand. His birthday's May 20th, and he's single, ladies. Why did you mention my birthday?
0: <laughs> Just so everybody knows. We can Just, all send you a card now. Oh, that's true. You can. Yes, please. Send money to this address. No. um, How if- about 10s and 20s? Actually, at, uh, at MuppetHub.com, I've got the little donate button on the homepage. Just scroll oh, down a little bit, and you'll see the donate button. And then, you know, you can pretend that that's money in my card. Or you can always send me uh, gift cards to places, like a Tracks e-card. Because Ooh, I've, just started, I've just started listening to Rift RiffTrax. Because um, I knew about them for a long time. But I'd never actually gotten around to, you know, listening. And actually downloading them. And so, finally, I got myself a copy of the track for um, uh, the second Harry Potter film, Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. And it's a delight. because I will have to check that out. I love that movie, but it had it coming. With all of the Harry Potter (laughs) films, with all the Harry Potter films, I love them, but they have it coming. I mean, J.K. makes no sense. Well, the movies are just... I mean,
2: you, you can't fit a whole book in even two and a half, three hours. You just can't, so... You're going to have a movie that's a very nice illustration of some of the main scenes of the book, and you better
0: know the book going into it, because otherwise, yeah, you're going to be lost. Not necessarily. I I have not read a Harry Potter book in my life. I probably never will. Um, just because I read very little. I know it doesn't seem like it. You'd think that if I had any interest in being intelligent, I would actually try to, you know, read more. But reading is just not the way that I learn best. I learn best from- our
2: next bonus production is now officially
0: Let's Talk Harry Potter. JD, your assignment is to read all the books. I can't possibly- You don't understand how long I spent on reading Jim Henson, the biography. And I really liked that book.
2: That's okay. Stephen Fry- does a wonderful job of narrating the audiobooks. That's what you need to get a hold of. Stephen Fry
0: narrates the Harry Potter audiobooks? Oh, yes, he does. Oh, my gosh. Yes, he does. Oh, thank you, Stephen. You're oh, welcome. wow. I just called you Stephen. That's going to be a running <laughs> gag now. Oh, no. I know it is. Say, Steve. I always is- hate that. <laughs> uh, Steve, how was your Christmas? It was great, J.D., why are you in your host voice,
2: Steven? I don't know, J.D., but uh, yeah, my Christmas was actually a lot of fun. I really didn't do a whole lot. I've kind of made it a tradition of going to the movie theater for a nice double feature on mm. Christmas. So, like last year, I uh, I saw Into the Woods and the final... I saw that last year. Yeah, I, I thought it was great. A lot of people did not, but I thought it was great. I thought it was and good. I, yeah, and I also saw the, uh, the final Hobbit movie. Uh. So... That was a great day. This year, I went and saw Star Wars again, so I've seen it twice now. And uh, I also saw a movie that had a great-looking trailer, but boy, was it a terrible movie.
0: It was called oh. Joy. Oh, you went to see Joy and it wasn't good? No, no. Would you, oh. uh, would
2: you like me to spoil it for you?
0: Because you're no, not going to go see it. Don't. I was planning on seeing it. Okay, well, don't. I won't spoil it for you, but okay. don't
2: see, don't waste your time. I'll, I'll do
0: some reading. I'll look into it, but do you, what, what can you say without spoiling it?
2: Uh, that it was not good. What made it not good? Was it just um, boring? or Yeah, the acting. You, you had a lot of great actors in it that you felt like they just were held down from actually telling a story. Well, nothing really happened. Like a lot of bad stuff just kind of happened, and then something else bad happened, and then something else bad happened. Like it was just roadblock after roadblock, and then the movie was over, and suddenly it all kind of worked out. Great, you know. But uh, and that's not spoiling anything. Trust me, hmm. because there's nothing to spoil because. Nothing happens in this movie,
0: it feels like. Oh, okay. I know what kind of film that is. I might upset a lot of listeners right now, but it doesn't matter because there probably aren't a lot of listeners to this particular episode (laughs) of this particular podcast. Um I am not a fan of Pee Wee's Big Adventure. And You stop right now. I know. I'm sorry. It's, I I know I should be, and when I saw the trailer for it, I was like, this looks like the best movie ever, I'm gonna love this. Then I watched it, and keep in mind, Please stand by as JD goes on a five-minute rant about Pee-Wee's big adventure. If you watch it as a child, you're probably going to like it a lot, and still like it as you get older. But if you go into it when you're a bit older, then you're going to notice the storytelling flaws, and it's just not going to grab you, and it didn't grab me.
2: Okay, number one, your entire opinion is wrong. Okay. Uh, Number two, I'm reminded of something I saw quite prominently on the internet this week. It was a little clip of Mr. Frank Oz. And Mr. Oz was talking about his reactions to Jar Jar Binks Mm. being in the Star Wars films and how he actually really liked Jar Jar as a character. In fact, he even spoke to George Lucas about the inclusion of Jar Jar as a character and what Jar Jar really meant. And he walked away from the Star Wars films with a greater appreciation for Jar Jar Binks. Have you seen this internet clip, JD? I have not. I have because not. Because at the end of it, someone spliced in, some genius fan spliced in a little clip of Bert from Sesame Street. You're familiar with Bert, I take it. I, I think I've heard of him. Okay, Bert turning around and saying, huh. Well, no accounting for taste, (laughs) which Um, is what you should edit in right here, because you are wrong. Everything about it, you you might as well just move to Canada at this point,
0: J.D. All right. Here's here's the deal. We can record another episode that's specifically focused on this movie, and you can prove me wrong. How does that sound? I think we have to do that now, yes. I've done my best to back up. Uh, my points with my best reasoning. I can send you multiple uh, sources for why the, why I think the professional story writers will tell you to write stories the way I just proposed. And I've done my best to give examples from the film. Uh, but you know what? I think here for now, we have to agree to disagree because we haven't talked about Star Wars yet. You you may as well be a talking spaghetti monster
2: right now, J.D.
0: What does that there's mean? Just,
2: there's just no convincing me that... Anything you say has any validity in regards to that movie.
0: And
1: all counting for taste.
2: Wow. It's just, it's just, just go, just go. Really. <laughs> hey, so. This is just, no, no, now you done it. Now you done it. I don't know where we can go from here. What other movie could we possibly discuss that we might have any similar opinions on regarding tastes or, or anything else?
0: You know, it sounded like that was a segue to something that you had in mind, but I don't know where you were going with that. Well,
2: I, I didn't have anything in mind. Oh, I'm hoping okay. you have a movie in mind, JD, that we might be able to discuss. <sighs> All right.
0: Um, well, let me see what Blu-rays I happen to have around. Hey, look. <laughs> Found my uh, a new, brand new Blu-ray set of the original Star Wars trilogy. Oh, hey. I, now, I do. I like me some Star Wars. Do you like Star Wars? let's talk about that so okay let's talk about that <laughs> uh, time to it's time to make Steve mad again isn't that funny how
2: Star Wars has become sort of a complex subject even among mm-hmm. Star Wars fans
0: right you know I I think we need
2: an like intro. you talk uh, uh, you get a group of Muppet fans together and we start talking about things we like and we generally all like the same things there's a couple people that actually like the Dark Crystal and they're they're fine they can hang but <laughs> there, there's nothing that – there's no group of movies that we all look at and go, oh, God, this is terrible. This should not exist, like many Star Wars fans do with uh, maybe the uh, the prequel trilogy. You know, hmm. Star Wars is really kind of complicated.
0: It is. It is. And what what I was trying to say before you interrupted me is that we oh, needed – Oh, sorry. We I'm a, sorry
2: I interrupted you, J.D.
0: We needed a I jingle. I didn't mean to do that. We needed a jingle for uh, when – JD's made Steve mad again But now based on these interruptions based on these interruptions We also need a jingle for when Steve's made JD mad again. JD's mad at Steve again JD's mad at Steve again. JD's mad at Steve again. No oh, JD's mad at Steven. Hey,
2: so do we need to compile a Jingle list is that what I'm hearing?
0: <gasps> the online podcast jingle report. I think I that I think that's what I'm hearing here. Pretty much, yeah. All right, we'll start making the list of jingles, and then we'll ask Dill and Gale how they make jingles, because I don't know how they do it. They do it quite well. So um, here's the thing about Star Wars. I didn't grow up with Star Wars. I grew up in a family that didn't care for sci-fi or anything related to sci-fi or fantasy or anything like that much at all. I mean, it's it's not like Star Wars was forbidden from our home the way Harry Potter was um, or the way Pokemon was. Or the way Dragon Tales on PBS Kids was. I don't understand that. Even Arthur Mm. on PBS Kids. uh, There were a lot of simple harmless children's shows that were not allowed in our household. It was weird. But that's beside the point. All right. Uh, The point is, I didn't really get to experience Star Wars the way that I would hope to experience Star Wars. So, you know, ideally, you go into a movie pretty fresh. Like, the way that I went into... Beetlejuice. I turned on the TV, saw a movie was coming on, had no idea what it was. I was reasonably young at the time. By that, I mean this was a few years ago. And uh, I was sucked into this weird, weird movie that just kept getting stranger. And then all of a sudden, it was a visual masterpiece. And I'm like, oh my gosh, what world have I entered into? This is insane. You Um, just
2: stumble upon a movie like that, right? It's it's great.
0: I fell into the movie with no idea what was going to happen, and it amazed me. Similar thing happened with Who Framed Roger Rabbit when I was even younger. Um, Similar thing happened with Gremlins Two, which then got me to watch the first Gremlins Gremlins film. Sure. Then there's Star Wars. With Star Wars, just about every spoiler from all of the films that had been made at that point. I knew them all because they were a part of our culture. Everything about Luke and Leia being brother and sister. Everything about Darth Vader being Luke's father. I mean, when you see Empire Strikes Back, you're supposed to, you know, see this green little guy who's taking Luke to Yoda. And you're still supposed to go, I wonder what Yoda looks like before the little guy is revealed to be Yoda, the Jedi Master. Right. Um... So, all the things, all the twists and turns, all the reveals, all the ways that the story builds and builds and builds until the original trilogy gets its conclusion, all of that was kind of ruined for me. And to make it worse, when I saw the movies, first of all, I have only seen special editions. Ugh. Ugh. Man, really? Like, so you, may, you may all groan together. One, two, three. Ugh. And so I haven't really gotten to experience the films the way that they should be. I've only seen CG versions that have, you know, the <laughs> I still think of the scene in So um, like Jabba
2: the Hutt is in episode 4 for you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: Worse when Jabba the Hutt is in episode 6 and you see the weird little CG singing things that are, you know, getting all up in your face. Oh, you know what I'm talking terrible. about? Terrible. Yeah. Oh gosh, that's the only way I've seen that scene which uh, it, 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 it breaks my heart. Um, cause I know it should be much better, but that's the only way I've seen it. I've seen a lot of it on television. Um, and again, it's been lots and lots of bits and pieces. So I'll see most of one film, you know, not even knowing if it's episode five or episode six, and then I'll see a bunch of another film. And then I have to figure out where is anything in the timeline. And then I got to figure out the politics of this world and figure out, okay, who's who, what's the, what are they trying to do right now? And who, and who knows what at this point? So if I go into something and I'm wondering, doesn't Luke know XYZ, and it turns out that hasn't been revealed yet, then I'm just going to be confused. So the original Mm -hmm. Star Wars trilogy has been until very recently, just a big area of confusion for me where I didn't get it. I loved the Star Wars episode of the Muppet show. I love C-3PO, love R2-D2, love Chewie, love Han Solo. I mean, these are great characters that I've always really appreciated. Darth Vader has always been a really great villain in my book with a fantastic voice. Mm -hmm. Um, But I could never love Star Wars the way I've always wanted to.
2: It was just a big land of confusion.
0: Yeah. Can't you see this is the land of confusion? It's the world we live in. (sighs) Oh, this is another running gag of ours now. Just, it's always, we always do this. I do what, this what with do a few other people, but you and I more so with every one of our podcasts before I'm we know. I'm just going
2: with what we have. This is the hands we're given, JD. This is, I'm just playing with it. Okay. All right.
0: Oh, Santa Christ, where are you now? Um, <laughs> which is the way I sing that part of the song every time, by the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The way it w- the way God intended. The way God intended. And we're getting into more trouble again. If and I hadn't we've gotten, lost if, a few more listeners, if, yeah. if I hadn't gotten in trouble enough for blaspheming the name of Pee-wee Herman, I'm done now. Um, finally, when I found out there was a new Star Wars movie coming out, I started to get a new hope. Because, ha ha ha, <sighs> I know, I'm sorry. Because... Not only would this film mean the return of the Jedi. I'm sorry, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. No, you, no you're you not. You know you're not. Stop I actually, lying. I, I actually can't think of any others. Um, uh. So I may be done. But what was great is that this meant that for once I'd finally get to approach a movie fresh. See it in the theater, theater the way it was meant to be seen without George Lucas tampering with things and taking beautiful practical puppets and covering them up with CG without... Um, I think that was the biggest selling point of this movie was, there's no George mm -hmm. Lucas. Yes, it's true. Isn't that funny? It's very funny. Imagine if the big selling point of a Muppet movie was, there's no Jim Henson. That wouldn't make any sense. Right. It's actually what's made almost (laughs) all of them worse. Oh. uh, J.D.'s mad at Steve again. J.D.'s mad at Steve again. J.D.'s mad at Steve again. J.D.'s mad at Steve and... (laughs)
2: is that how it's gonna go that's pretty
0: good actually something like that no come on i mean so muppet christmas carol
2: is fantastic it's as good as any movie that jim worked on personally but everything after that is not as good even the good ones are not as good
1: and all counting for taste
0: i'll i'll, I'll rewatch muppet treasure island and then i shall consider it but that one holds a special that's place the
2: one you're talking about oh
0: my come on Come on! Muppet Treasure Island is one of the. Please stand by as JD tries to defend the Muppet movie with the worst soundtrack out of all of the Muppet movies. I really enjoyed getting to go into this Star Wars movie afresh, not knowing what was going to happen at all. I dodged the spoilers. Right, it's great dodging the spoilers and actually getting to experience a Star Wars movie the way it's meant to be experienced, not on some crummy VHS tape the way that I recently watched the um, uh, the original trilogy. That, like, uh, it was watching the original trilogy on VHS that was kind of worn out with faded colors looking terrible, cropped and pan and scanned. And, uh, that eventually prompted me to go ahead and spend the 35 bucks or so and buy myself the original trilogy on Blu-ray. No, but there's something to be said for watching it in that crappy quality
2: because when it first came out... I mean, movie theaters today are amazing compared to what they were in the late 70s. When, when did the first one actually come out? Was it 78? 77. 77. Okay. So a movie, a movie theater back then, even a really old ratty TV from the 90s has a better picture quality than many of the movie theaters back in 1977. So watching an old VHS like... There's something nice about having that vintage experience. Now, of course, you want to see the reconditioned picture and everything looks nice and bright and pretty and up to the standards of today as well. But I think a lot of people really like that experience of seeing an older piece of art a little bit closer to the condition in which maybe it was first appreciated.
0: It's true. And sometimes with the, you know, the classic Disney Renaissance films that a lot of people around my age grew up with, A lot of times for those, I actually do like watching the VHS tape the way that I watched it as a kid. Like when you see that blue, when you see the blue screen come up, it's like, ooh, oh, this takes me back. And
2: those fuzzy little lines
0: when it's tracking at
2: the very beginning of the Mm. tape and, Mm. yeah,
0: Mm. yeah, that's great. Uh, And then those letters in the corner and and it just, oh, it is nice, it Mm -hmm. is nice. But finally, I actually, I I took a look at the uh, visuals now in uh, the Blu-ray and they look stunning. Oh, gosh, yeah. And yeah. F- and th- what was killing me when I was watching the tape, though, because I thought I would prefer the nostalgic route of going VHS tape, but when I was watching it, I was going, you know, this shot could look really good and have really good color if it weren't faded out. I know this could be visually amazing and one of my favorite shots in cinema, but I can't see it that way right now. And so sure. I, I skipped ahead to that shot on my, uh, on my Blu-ray and might have a picture of it in the thumbnail, but it's like, finally, this looks so good. And what's great about The Force Awakens, which we can finally talk about right now, is that it has a visual style that is in some ways darker than the original trilogy. But Mm -hmm. in today's day and age, when just about every movie that tries to be dark ends up being very, very gray and ugly and disgusting, this one is so colorful, so rich in great warm colors, and they're flashing these beautiful red and blue and green lights on everything just the way I like my movies to be lit and colored. It was one of the best movies visually that I think has come out within the past five years. Yeah, yeah. Just visually alone. Then you get to the story, and, you know, I gotta say, this story is as good now as it was in 1977. It's great. Is that meant no, to be a joke? No,
2: no laughter, really? <laughs> no, everyone listening to you was laughing. Me too. Uh, well, uh, <laughs> I, Because if you hadn't made a joke like that, At some point during the show, I was going to make a joke like, wow, this this whole podcast, J.D., feels really familiar to what we've done before. I mean, it's it's clearly different. But boy, there are a lot of similarities, I feel like. Well, you know, I didn't have to make that joke because you've already done it.
0: You know, we're closer now than ever before. How much alike we are, really. Yes. I think we're long lost brothers. Maybe you're related to Lawrence Hensel from Germany. Um, maybe so maybe Maybe so but what bill prady said and you some of you may recognize the name bill prady Mm. because of muppet things um but uh like being the reason why we have let's talk muppets in the first place oh yeah yeah. he tweeted loved the star wars movie both times they made it (laughs) very true you know at first i didn't really get this criticism like it took me a while before i was like okay i can see how it's sort of kind of the same movie like i knew there were a lot of elements that were really similar to uh new hope when i was watching this in the theater for the first time but second viewing i was like yeah okay they changed a lot and it's certainly it's they they did change a lot of details but when it comes to the general idea of you know we have to get this message to the resistance and get uh-huh. help um and then we have to blow up the big round thing that's going to destroy all of the thingy things and we yeah. have to defeat the evil powers that be you know like i i got it it was familiar It's variations Um, on a theme. And so, if you'd like, what we can do right now is play everyone's favorite game. The, um, what what was I going to call it? I don't remember what I was going to call everyone's favorite game. Oh, I know. The copycat drinking game. I love
2: this idea. I love it. Keep going. Keep talking. All right,
0: so uh, all that needs to be said, it's pretty obvious what we're going to do here. We're going to go through the story synopsis real quick. Maybe it won't be real quick. This is a long story synopsis. Um, and... As we go along, when we find something that's similar to what's happened in previous films, particularly episode four, then we take a shot of tap water.
2: Okay, you can take a shot of tap water if you want. By the way, I have another idea. Mm. Um, We we should still absolutely do this, Mm -hmm. but I, I want to expand on this idea because I like it so much,
0: J.D., Okay. What we should do. Please stand by, and Steve explains his idea that's only very, very loosely related to the concept of Star Wars The Force Awakens. It's really a stretch.
2: We take a lot of the same Muppet themes from the Muppet movie, but then modernize it, change it around, maybe put in some new songs. Mm-hmm. You, you hear what I'm saying here? You feeling yeah. me? Yeah,
0: so you're saying we should make the 2011 Muppet movie. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying, yes, yes. Yeah, I can joke to no end about how how many issues I have with the 2011 Muppet film. Please stand by as J.D. goes on yet another tangent. Okay, don't tell anyone I said this. I wouldn't want J.D. hearing this from anybody, but this is the worst Star Wars podcast ever. This is the
2: worst Star Wars podcast ever.
0: Luke Skywalker has vanished. In his absence, the sinister First Order has risen from the ashes of the Empire and will not rest until Skywalker, the last Jedi, has been destroyed. With the support of the Republic, General Leia Organa... Organa? Organic. General Leia Organic leads a brave resistance. General Leia, (laughs) non-GMO. thank you. Uh, she is desperate to find her brother Luke and gain his help in restoring peace and justice, and whole-grain foods to the galaxy. Leia has sent her most daring pilot on a secret mission to Jakku, where an old ally has discovered a clue to Luke's whereabouts. I'm pretty sure I just read the opening crawl word for word. Um, I think you did. Poe Dameron meets Lor san Tekka in a village hut. Uh, he is given a small bag containing you just the lay map... Did an egg there? To... <laughs> no, I'm just finding weird ways of pronouncing their names. Oh, okay. It's fun. The, that I got a little bit Monty Python there, like the, you know, icky, 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 what wo- No, it, it is fun. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah I it's, know. Good. Um, it's good. Times. So anyway, containing the map to Luke Skywalker, the First Order, led by the evil Kylo Ren, gets to Jakku at nearly the same time as Demeron. So the pilot puts the map in a rolling droid unit called BB-8. And now we can all take a shot of our tap water.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, because, of course, we've got the message, secret message being put in the droid to keep it safe. Kylo Ren orders the stormtroopers to destroy Lorasantica's entire village and takes Poe captive. Can we count this as being similar to what happens later in episode four when they, uh, when they destroy um, uh, Leia's home planet? I believe we can, yes. Okay, great, another shot of tap water. Gosh, this is not good. I should not be drinking this much water because we all know it happens next. Yes, Um, we do. Yes, we do. Uh, So the entire village and takes Poe captive. Uh, Captain Plasma, Phasma, whatever, a stormtrooper wearing chrome-plated armor leads the attack. Uh, Kylo Ren wears a black mask, uses a red fiery lightsaber, don't know why this is all being described in the plot description, and uses the force to block a a blaster bolt. The troopers massacre the prisoners, uh, but one stormtrooper, FN-2187, refuses to fire. Meanwhile, BB-8 rolls away across the sands, narrowly escaping capture. Uh, the droid runs into Rey, a young scavenger who is barely surviving on Jakku. Uh, Ray uh, well, okay, so now we're in the middle of a desert planet with an orphan. Can we take a drink? I think we can. Yep. yep. Great. Love it. And this, uh, orphan in the desert just so happens to come across exactly the droid that she needed to find who happened to have the plans. And let's take another drink. Okay. Ray scavenges parts from old Rex, blah, 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 not important to the story. She rescues BB-8 from another junk dealer. She can understand his beeps and whistles. Why does it even say that? Come on, Kim. And offers him shelter for the night. <laughs> I'm assuming that she writes minute, every bad synopsis on the internet. Let's back up for a minute. That that uh,
2: parts trader that was trying to apprehend BB-8, Yes, that was a pretty cool little like desert horse thing that he was riding. Oh, I didn't notice that much. Well, when you see it again,
0: and you will, I just take notice. I've seen it twice. I don't know that I'm going to get to see I won't get to see it again in theaters. I know that. Because I got to say, my second viewing was not nearly as good as my first. first viewing, I was on the edge of my seat, you know, grinning and giddy like a child and enjoying... Well, of course. The, I was in... On, and I'll be honest right now and come out and say it. I had to say this at some point in the show. I enjoyed this... Star Wars movie more than I've enjoyed any other Star Wars movie before, simply because I finally got a brand new experience and experienced the Star Wars movie the way it should have been experienced. I think many of us feel that exact same way. Does that mean it's a better made film than, say, Empire Strikes Back? Not necessarily. No, No. Not necessarily. But I care about this one more because I had a better experience with it, an amazing experience with it, and really experienced Star Wars the way it was supposed to be experienced.
2: Well, this uh, movie is our gateway drug into what Star Wars is going to be now, because mm-hmm. they're going to make a new one of these every year for the rest of eternity.
0: Not every year. That that would be difficult to do. But every couple well, years, yeah. Every well, couple te- years, te- yeah, because... it's sort of every year.
2: It, yeah, because they're going to make uh, trilogy movies, and th- then they're going to make,
0: like, side story Spinoffs, movies yeah. as well. Yeah, So stuff so that's not really episodes, it's just... And by the way, overall, here's the sidelines. more Star
2: Wars to spend money on. Yeah, right.
0: Yeah, Thanks, by the Disney. way,
2: yeah, did we? Well, let's see. Have we never? We haven't encountered this character yet. Never mind. I'll, I'll, I'll chime in with this uh, comment a little bit later. Go ahead, continue, proceed.
0: As I was trying to say, on the first order destroyer, Captain Plasma confronts FN two eight seven one nine eight. I I don't know what's his number eight eight six seven five three zero nine. Is that what Finn yes, was? Yes, it is now. That's great. Okay, all right. So about his behavior on Jakku, FN eight six seven five three zero nine decides to run away and rescues Poe, partly because it's the right thing to do, and partly because Poe is a pilot who can get them out to safety. Anything else we need to drink for yet, Steve? Uh, uh,
2: no, I don't think so. Nothing to drink. Um, mm. it, he just—it felt like he was almost overacting. The boy, I'm really uncomfortable with all this, you know, because like he was, and we've talked about what well, they talked about it in the movie. Like they're trained to be soldiers from the from birth, right? Programmed from birth much. is the phrase that they specifically used. Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden, now after being programmed from birth. We got one guy who this, all of a sudden now he decides, you know what?
0: No, this just doesn't work for me. Here's the thing. Okay. Um, and what I love about this segment is now we get to analyze the story as well as we go along. Um, this was actually his first battle, meaning that yes. all his time as a stormtrooper, he'd been hearing about what it's like to, you know, what it's like on the battlefront, what it's like actually going out there and shooting people and winning. Um... Which, by the way, the fact that he's been trained by these people from birth tells you that pretty much as soon as the Empire went down, the First Order was just like, I'm, I'm here. I'm here to take its place. It right also away. tells you that their training program leaves a lot to be desired. Yeah, but that's not the point. The thing is, oh, he's, okay. he spent his life focused on sanitation, only hearing about how great battle was, being victorious... And then actually coming to, and then, well, that wasn't really his real life. And then finally comes this big battle and he's like, yeah, we're going to go shoot people. Oh, goodness. Wait a second. We miss every time. That's what stormtroopers do. That's totally (laughs) different from what I was expecting. It's not what I was thinking at all. And then to see his friend die and get the blood on his hand and, and have the blood on his face. And is like, so this is what this really is. It's just a bunch of people killing each other and dying and life is just over. And that's when it finally hits him. Because some people are blissfully unaware of this kind of thing. There was a recent article on Tough Pigs about someone who was blissfully unaware that Sesame Street wasn't real. F- until her she was well into her adult life. So it's very easy for obvious things to take a long time to click. Even what battling is going to be like as a stormtrooper. Okay, alright. Um, and so I get the sense that the people who were trained from birth to be fighters and they got what battle was going to be like, they weren't going to turn. They weren't going to be traitors or anything. They were going to stick with it. They, they got the deal, but for someone who, you know, was, was kind of focused on learning about how to be a soldier and how to fight for them, but was mostly focused on his cleaning duties and things. Well, it's going to be a different situation. And so he happened to be one of the few who showed signs of nonconformity.
2: And this is where young Phineas decides that, wait a minute, <laughs> we're the bad guys? Oh, wait. Oh, no, 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 no. And then, that, then he's
0: done. Okay, I get it now. All right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> now I'm just thinking of Bobo. You think we're working for the bad guy? <laughs> yeah. Is that what you were thinking of, too? It is actually what I was thinking, yeah.
1: <sighs>
0: that and I, then, of I, course,
2: Foz- loosely associated with that is Fozzie's quote, we don't want the bad guys to win (laughs)
0: um but what i'm stretch but what i would love is if every time we see bobo the bear in anything from now on like whether it's a tv show you know once per season or if it's a movie every movie we find he somehow accidentally started working for the bad guy again and he's like this time i know i'm not working wait what (laughs) (laughs) again
2: (laughs) Oh, oh that would be brilliant time to start from square one We'll get Tex Richmond, right? So there's that. (laughs) There's uh, Officer... Well, it's not Nate. What is it? Officer Crap from um, Letters to Santa. Officer Meanie, is that it? Maybe that was it. I I haven't watched Letters to Santa in a long time. But every production, yeah, he winds up as a henchman for the
0: bad guy. It disappointed me in Muppets Most Wanted because it's like, I don't remember him working for the bad guy in it's Most no, Wanted.
2: No, missed opportunity there. I know. Missed opportunity.
0: If, if he sh- showed up in that movie and was like, hey guys, I know I was working for the bad guy before, but now I've totally changed careers and I'm working with Dominic Badgey. Totally different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, blah, 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 Pew pew, pew, blah, 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 pew, pew, pew. Finn has ejected, but it appears Poe has gone down with the ship, leaving only his jacket. And I'm really confused about how the jacket came off of Poe's body before he launched right. over to some other part of the desert entirely. I'm trying to remember,
2: Is there was there ever a part in any of the other Star Wars movies where a piece of clothing somehow survives like that? I don't know that there is. But it yeah, feels... just what an obscenely
0: convenient plot point. Oh, wow. Well, it actually... Oh, no. Yeah, that is really convenient. Like, that's, that's really... Like... <laughs> It's like the last thing
2: they had to smooth out on on the script and they're all sitting in the room going, wait, his jacket flies off. Come on, guys. It's lunch. Okay, fine. (laughs)
0: Yeah, you're right. Well, because now all I can imagine is, you know, he's, oh gosh, I just realized that there's another review of Star Wars that came out today, and it's a comical one that shares my sense of humor, and so I might be stealing this from that. I don't know, I haven't seen it, but this would be a funny sketch. I'm not surprised if this is in there. Um, But if you see him in the ship going down and it's like, ah, we're going to crash. Wait, I should take off my jacket, (laughs) leave it with him. Then press the ejector button. Yes. My jacket has my contact card in it. Mm hmm. I could just give him my card, but you know what? Let's give him the whole jacket. Surely it's surely it's going to be really, really cold in this flaming hot desert. It's, it's so ridiculous. I'm just lost. I know. I can't believe I didn't think of it until we started talking about it this much. I saw the movie twice and it never occurred to me. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. I love it. I love it. While Finn is looking for water, he meets Ray and tries to rescue her uh, from a brawl. Now, this is not to be confused with Ray from Bear in the Big Blue House. No. That no. character does not cameo. It does not.
2: Although, what does cameo is a gigantic. What are you going to. Was it a hippo? Is it an uh, oversized
0: it's, pug? It's a cross uh, between a hippo, a pug, and a warthog. It's, a, I mean, it's like a Winnebago. It's like, wow. <laughs> anything else to add on that? Any Muppet Family Christmas references or anything? Like no, that? I was trying to think of one and I couldn't. I know, same here. It's like I threw it out there, and I thought maybe one of us is gonna do it. No. It is immediately clear she can handle herself. Together, they end up on the run, taking BB-8 with them. First order, stu- first order stormtroopers. That's harder to say than I would think it is. For first order stormtroopers, first order stormtroopers, first order stormtroopers. Oh, that hurts. Um, they are now looking for Finn and the BB-8 droid to make their escape. They steal a garbage vehicle, haha, which ends uh-huh. up being. What else? The Millennium Falcon, talking point. So, Yay! when I did I say the Millennium Falcon across between Falcon and Vulcan? Because I didn't mean to, but that's what happened. Well, I'd
2: love. To. Here's how are you supposed to say it? Because I, have no I idea. It's spelled like the word Falcon in right. the English language, but of course, everyone in space is British, so they say Falcon. But I, I've always, and, and you know, for, there was a long time when I was a little kid, I called it the Millennium Falcon. Not knowing, because I didn't know what words were yet, because I was three, <laughs> I just called it the Millennium Falcon. And then when I saw the word, I thought, wait a minute, this is Falcon. Like, the what bird. are they doing? Right. But
0: it's again, the same word.
2: What? Everybody in space is British except for Harrison Ford. So. And, and well, Luke's not British. No, it's true. He's not. Leia's not, not British. Okay, so one everyone up, the one family that screws everything up in the galaxy for
0: everybody else, they're not British, but almost everyone else. Almost. I like how this film included someone with a really different foreign accent. I guess it was technically still a form of a British accent, but it was much more yeah. Scottish or something. Yeah. Well, uh, uh, yeah. So, I don't know about you, but I'm used to going into a movie theater where not much is going on. The audience is pretty silent. Every now and again, you get a little bit of laughter, but it's not exactly, you know, the place isn't jumping. In, in general, my experience is you're not going to get people applauding a lot or laughing a lot or cheering a lot or anything like that. It's usually a pretty dead crowd in movie theaters, in my experience. However, You're going I, to the
2: wrong theaters, my friend. you got to come I've, out here. We I'm will go to, to bad movie nights sometime.
0: I want to. Um, I'll, I'll do my best to make it out there before you go away. Um, assuming you still will. I don't know. I you're, still will, yes. Oh, okay. All right. Great. So... Before you melt away, Frosty the Snowman, I will make it out there. But, um, good, good. But I was, I've heard these stories for a very long time about, you know, how back in the day audiences would go wild during movies and you'd see, uh, you know, particularly at test screenings, I'll admit, that's kind of a different experience and you get a lot yeah. of cheering, a lot of laughing and that stuff. But even not at the test screenings, like um, for Marx Brothers movies, they would use the test screening screenings, blah, to figure out where the laughter was going to be and how long the laughter would be and they would time it after each joke and then what they would do is edit in pauses yeah and so when you watch the movies it's really really awkward and i've always wondered what's up with the awkward editing and then when i was watching one with audio commentary from leonard malton who was famously attacked by gremlins in gremlins 2 uh he explains that that's where laughter goes. That big pause is where people in the theater were laughing like crazy. Um, and it's like, I can't even imagine what it would be like today to get a big laugh that lasted longer than one second in a movie theater. Yeah. Or to get a big cheer, huge applause. Like every now and again, you know, if it's a Stan Lee cameo, you hear a little bit of, wow, what
1: do I, have? Yeah. Yeah. have
0: Or if it's a really unexpected one, like at the end of Big Hero 6, sorry to spoil that one for you, um, then you might get a bigger reaction to some extent, like a gasp. Stan but, Lee
2: just turned like ninety, I think, right? Uh,
0: I think he turned uh, ninety-one or something like that.
2: And he's still performing uh, Big Bird. That's amazing.
0: Uh, uh... <laughs> <laughs> what just happened? I just,
2: I just, I just thought I'd piss a couple more people off. Y-
0: you just totally. I thought he was. Isn't Stan Lee working at a hot dog stand now? Please stand by because. Well, you get the idea.
2: Paul Williams should have been in Star Wars. Missed (laughs) Another missed opportunity. (laughs) That that goes on the online petition. Put put Paul Williams as a cameo in a Star Wars movie. You can dress him up. You can put all the makeup you want on, but I don't care. He just needs to walk across the screen in a Star Wars movie.
0: Paul Williams must cameo in a... Star Wars movie. There we go. Another okay. online petition. Uh, what I was, what I was trying to say is that finally, when the Falcon came on screen, or Falcon, however yeah. you say it, you know, Dalek, Dalek. We don't know how to say these things with American accents. Potato, potato. Um, uh, it was great when finally we had the whole audience really, really applauding and cheering. Yes, that's what we were talking about. That's, that's, that was my point. I, Happy I, audiences. In my review on jdhansel.com that I typed up, I do explain a bit about how there was sort of a return to real good, strong audience interaction. So when the logos come up at the beginning, everyone's applauding and cheering. And it's like, we're all in this right. together. We're doing Star Wars. We're doing a Star Wars again. We're going to see the Star Wars. Well, um, and, you
2: know, we had that experience. Well, oh, I, I had that experience <laughs> when I was your age, J.D., that's when the prequel trilogies came out. That's when Phantom Menace came out. When I was a young man of 19, J.D. Yeah, but see, the and we all is- No, I'm, what I'm saying is we all went to the theater, and the, the logo came on, and we all went, Yeah! And it was fantastic. We all lost our minds until Jar Jar came on screen, and then we were all
0: very, very subdued. But, man, the difference for those is-
2: 15 minutes... That was
0: great. The difference is, with this one, the logos came on screen, and we cheered, and then we stayed excited, and then the Falcon came on screen, and we got really excited again and cheered. And you lost it, yeah. And we never got disappointed, because there was never a Jar Jar. There was never, I know. um, Right! (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh my, uh, so Rey is a great pilot and narrowly escapes from several TIE fighters sent, I don't know Star Wars-y things, I'm sorry, I'm not going to pronounce anything right. You sent can say after TIE her. fighter, it's okay. <laughs> Nobody's uh, going to be offended. It's the internet, Steven. Somebody's going to be offended, but that's okay. Uh, by the First Order, while Finn, again, mans the blaster cannons and somehow figures these things out really quickly. Um, who did they practice on when they were practicing to shoot blasters? The well, here's troopers, what I, mean. I don't get. Okay,
2: so, uh, I maybe I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but that's mm. okay. So, Rey has the Force in her. She's got it. Yeah, baby, but she's got it's it. it's now, now it's somehow perfectly okay for a non-Jedi to just grab a lightsaber and go to work. And now, suddenly, you don't have to know, you could be a sanitation worker your whole life, and still be able to shoot planes out of the sky? I—that th- Kind of a plot hole there. Kind of a plot hole. Unless he has the Force.
0: Unless he has the Force, but that's not been proven scientifically, so... Well, now it's been alluded to by how well he used the saber and did other things magically. And
2: th- this is true, this is
0: true. Okay, anyways. It's been set up, it's been set up. <gasps> I figured it out. I figured it out. Oh my gosh. See, trying to figure out whose daughter Ray is, that's a red herring. What we were going to figure out until I just figured it out now, and I'm going to spoil it for you all, is that Finn is Jar Jar's son. It all makes sense. (laughs) It all makes perfect sense. It all makes sense. And everything comes together. And Ray is literally composed of a ray of sunshine. That's why Mm. she has no parents. Right, right. Wait, no, because she's Luke Skywalker's
2: daughter. Or Han Solo's daughter. No, she's definitely Luke Skywalker's
0: daughter. When was that established? Uh, At the very end of the movie. How was that established at the very end of the movie? It's just, it it is,
2: okay? It's a thing. It's true. (laughs) It's not canon yet. It's right. not it's, canon yet. It's, it's not the canon whole thing. Yet. It's not here's, canon yet. Na, na, here's what I don't get: at canon the very yet. end of the movie, where she's standing there, extending the lightsaber. Okay, why would Luke want this lightsaber back? Okay, this why is the do you same... think
0: he? Why do you think he didn't say anything or take it from her?
2: It's the same lightsaber that his father used to slaughter thirty innocent children. Shh, and it's the same lightsaber that uh, Ben Kenobi used. To chop off his dad's arms and legs and leave him for dead in a volcano. There's probably a couple memories associated with that little piece of hardware. Who said he wanted the
0: saber back? You know what? Me. I I, say that. (laughs) And it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. I think what what I would love to happen is... As when as soon as we get into the next Star Wars movie, we see the crawl, and the second the crawl goes away, we come right back to the shot of the two just staring at each other on the mountain. And he's like, <laughs> I don't want that back! <laughs> the
1: heck no. is this? Who said you? What great. the
0: heck
2: are you? And then and he, he has just, to say it like that. <laughs> what are you doing? I don't want that, because you know Mark Hamill can actually, he can bust that out if he wants. That's
0: true, yeah. He can do his whiny voice, as we all know from episode four, moving on. That would be so funny. Okay, anyways, And yes. then he just then he just pushes her off the mountain. Bye-bye. And then we never see her again for the rest of the and trilogy. And why didn't
2: they land the spaceship on top of
0: the mountain? Why
2: do we have to go through the whole Kill Bill staircase so that she can finally get all the way? We, we could have seen what happened if she hadn't taken all that time.
0: The top of the mountain didn't look like a stable place to land, Steve. Oh, the,
2: they could, oh, could, they, they, they could they have beamed could, her down.
0: They, they could Scotty have scooped down, and have she could have hopped down. off of the end of the ramp. It would have been fine. She could have skateboarded off of the end of the Falcon. She could have ridden
2: a hoverboard all the way off the Millennium Falcon. They could have traveled by tape edit. They could have. It only took them five minutes to get to the planet
0: finally when they knew where it was. With all these transitions. Was that uh, crazy? Uh, well, with every single thing that happens in this movie, they go through transitions fast. They do not waste any time on shoe leather, and I love it. With the exception Boy, sure of don't. Ray climbing the mountain. Yeah. That's the one time when they did. But they're like, hey, look where we got to shoot. Ha 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 ha. Look at how no, pretty it is. That's really it. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And I fell forward and was like, yeah, that's really pretty. You win. So, no Ray wise, is a yes. great pilot and narrowly escapes from several TIE fighters sent after her by the First Order, while Finn, again, mans the blaster cannons. Once the TIEs are destroyed... Oh, poor well, Finnegan? Barney Stinson. Who's Finnegan? him. What did I say? <laughs> Finnegan... <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> oh, poor old Michael Finnegan again, again. again. Um, mans the blaster cannons once the ties are destroyed. Where was I? Yes, Ray begins repairing the ship. Finn manages to avoid telling Ray that he is not a part of the resistance and tricks BB 8 into telling her where the resistance base is. The Falcon is then captured and pulled into a larger ship. Finn is afraid of being recaptured by blah, 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 blah. Hey, look, everyone, it's Han Solo and Chewbacca, and the applause again. Yay! Yay. Ray demonstrates that she knows the history of the ship, it changed hands several times since Han lost it. Han, Han, we don't know, uh, British. Yeah, I know. And also uh that she knows how to repair and fly it magically because force. Han is impressed but the ship is then boarded by two more smuggler parties. Han is trying to hand uh, trying his hand at smuggling again this time by carrying some menacing raft tars or however you say it. Um Han tries to talk his way out of his death, blah, 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 and then the Wrathars get out, blah, 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 they attack, ah, everybody's moving, everybody's grooving, baby, and it's the CG thing's coming after him, blah, 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 blah. Kylo Ren sends forces to recapture the map. Finn, still fearful of being recaptured by the First Order, admits that he is not part of the Resistance and decides to run by joining a crew heading for the Outer Rim. Which obviously doesn't happen. Meanwhile, Ray is drawn to the lower floor of the cantina, um, which is not the song that plays in the cantina in this one. Interesting fact, the songs in the not cantina cantina that's in this movie, those songs that play in there are the only ones uh, not written by John Williams. Oh, interesting. Yeah, they had another writer whose name I can't remember right now writing the songs on the weird instruments that they were playing in there, which is why they have a very different sound to them.
2: Yes. Okay. That that makes
0: different instrumentation,
2: but Ray is drawn downstairs, though.
0: Yes, Ray is Ray is drawn downstairs, and then seeing this drawing of herself going downstairs prompts her to actually go downstairs to the lower floor of the cantina and open a box to discover Luke Skywalker's lightsaber lost at Cloud City. What jelly beans? What? No, a lightsaber. Never mind. Okay. (laughs) Oh yeah, she walks down and discovers (laughs) it's. Ken without his robe on. Hey. <laughs> hey, you you send these in, listeners. Send these in for the chance to win a free Air 5 from me. Sent all the way. Put on uh, a Jedi robe, Denver, Ken. Right. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, thank you, Steven. Uh, you're welcome. Send in your takes on this sentence and how you would end it. Ray is drawn to the lower floor of the cantina and opens a box to discover blank. You fill it in and send it to contact at jdhansel.com or if you prefer, me, me at bubethub.com. It's
2: almost like Cards Against Humanity.
0: Yeah, except please don't make it that dirty unless you rea- <laughs> unless, unless... You are compelled by the force to make it that dirty. Please don't. Um, on Starkiller Base, which is a thing for some reason, Starkiller Base, why that's would you call that? That's the worst name ever. the dumbest name ever. The it's Death a... Star's
2: got a nice ring to it. The Killer Base? The Starkiller Base.
0: Oh, gosh. Someone tell Tinkerbell that she has to stop them. Again, lunch was coming up, and it's the Starkiller uh, Base. Okay, fine. Uh-huh. A snowy mountainous planet. General Huck addresses legions of the First Order Stormtroopers, he angrily declares, in what's the most dramatic reading ever, like you're just waiting for the eyes to pop out of his head like like Christopher Lloyd at the end of Who Framed Roger Rabbit. That's what you're waiting for, because he's mm-hmm. just so into it. He's just, you know... I, I wish I could remember any of the lines he said, because he's just so... <laughs> And his face gets so red, and it's so passionate, and it's like, yes. "Wow, this is strong." And you really get the feeling of Hitler talking to his Nazi army. Like,
2: it really was it? Well, I think it was on purpose. It was it's made deliberately Hitleresque. Like yeah. yeah,
0: and I think that's kind of new. I don't think we got anything that's deliberately his- Hitleresque in uh, not to this extent in any of the original trilogy, to my memory. I don't think so. Not in not in this way. In this way, no. This is
2: almost reminiscent of the scenes in Lord of the Rings where, like, Saruman comes out
0: and he's talking to his army of, like, 50,000 troops out there. Mm. Well, this is actually reminiscent of a lot of scenes from a lot of movies. Yeah, that's true. But it's sort of like a staple, like the opening credits scene. That's true. Lots of movies have opening credits, and we don't call that a cliche. or of movies also have staples.
2: Staple removers.
0: Thumbtacks. The planet has a massive trench around the equator. Great designing, guys. Must have been the contractor. And a continent-sized aperture. No one uses that word, please. The base then fires a massive red beam from the center of the planet. The red beam travels across space, splitting into four separate beams, which destroy individual planets, which are somehow seen by the people on the planet that... who uh, all of our protagonists just so happen to be on. And yeah. they only slightly turned the planet just, or the hey, what about that is? What's then, that over there? <laughs> oh, my. I it's, don't it's know. A, They could have all been wiped out so easily. And then they weren't. And then they weren't. It's like, did they not have scanners that could show them approximately where the Falcon was? Well, the guy wearing
2: the magic jacket was on the planet, so that's what
0: saved them. Right, because, okay, all right. Oh, maybe that's how he keeps surviving. The jacket is actually magical. It's a magic jacket, yes. It's a magic jacket. This explains so many things. I love it. It's
2: almost like the Cloak of Invisibility, where you could magically move around the castle and do anything you you ever wanted and close any plot hole just because you had this one shroud of cloth. That's yeah. what enables... Phineas, Mr. Finnegan, to escape certain death.
0: I mean, he might as well have just been given luck in a bottle. Pure I luck. I know, right? Right? Which, I mean, obviously, if that were to really happen, that would be the worst storytelling in history. It like, would. You wouldn't give that to your protagonist. Well, it would be Come like on.
2: if you would, you know, establish some kind of magical religion throughout a whole string of movies, and then all of a sudden just said,
0: yeah, you know what, it's more of a blood disease yeah. than anything else. Yeah. Uh, good thing that no one would ever try to do something so Gosh, stupid. Gosh, yeah. Ray Boy. is frightened by the vision and refuses Maz's offer uh, of Luke's lightsaber. Running out to the into the forest of Taco Donna? Taco Bell.
2: The Taco Bell forest. The forest
0: of Taco Bell. Yes. Finn and the others look to the sky as the red beams can be seen destroying other Republic planets. And the First Order... Uh, begin landing troops, including Kylo Ren's V-winged ship. Um, Maz gives the lightsaber to Finn, as the stormtroopers attack Finn using the... Wait, what? As the stormtroopers attack, Finn... They needed to put a comma there. Come on, Kim. Finn uses the lightsaber to fight back, but is locked down by another stormtrooper. The stormtroopers capture Han, Chewbacca, and Finn, but then... Oh, wait. Oh, it's not going to get into the... Okay, fine. Kylo Ren tracks down Rey in the um, uh, Taco Bell forest, using the force to hold her still. He looks into her mind and finds she has seen... Okay, you skipped a ton, but she eventually he looks into her mind and finds she has seen the map to Luke Skywalker's location. Um... Oh, no, this is now. This isn't later. This is now. This yeah. is now. Not later. This... No. This is now now. Okay.
2: This isn't then, this is now.
0: But when I go from here to there, my stand by. He decides he no longer needs BBH, so he puts Ray. Gosh, that's a stupid decision. Come on, have a backup plan, dummy. Can we talk about this villain? Y- yes. Kylo Ren. First of all, I heard laughter in the theater when his helmet came off. Well, cuz you're it- expecting something intimidating and then it's well, just Well, first we like- didn't
2: Yeah, we we didn't expect the helmet to come off. So at first, we're like, oh my God, he's taking the helmet off. And then all of a sudden, it's Jon Snow. Yay, he lived. You don't even know what I'm talking about, do you?
0: Nope. That's it.
2: You're you're back on the Canada wagon.
0: Steve's mad at JD again. Steve's mad at JD again. Steve's mad at JD again. Steve's mad at Hank Slavin. Hey! Okay, I'm sorry about that. I hate being deported again. God. Gosh, if I had a nickel for every time.
2: No, he was um, so Darth Vader in this movie is an angsty 16 year old, right? Pretty much, yeah. With yeah. With,
0: with temper tantrum who problems. Who
2: can't can yeah? Who like just starts
0: wrecking stuff up whenever it doesn't go his way. Which I I think is fun. I think that's a fun, interesting take on this, but it's so different from Vader. Because with with Vader, you get the sense that everything is very controlled. When something goes wrong in Vader's
2: world, he's gonna mess you up and you know it. Like, you know you're dead. This guy,
0: he just wrecks his his room. That's it. But the thing is, he knows that he doesn't have an infinite supply of people to keep, you know, like, uh, Uh, No, he's only got a whole planet to exploit. Well, still, you want to keep some of the people who are higher up and in power functional at their jobs so that they can, you know, command armies and stuff. I really, really like the scene when they fade over to the one guy who has to tell him the bad news. And before a line is spoken in that scene, you totally understand the dynamic. And it's fun. It's funny because, you know, it's going to happen. Yeah. And then, oddly enough, it doesn't quite happen. But this contrast serves to distinguish this villain from Vader and say, he's not, we're not dealing with this, you know, controlled old master of the force who is meticulously planning how he is going to get his way. We're dealing with an angry, angsty, teenage pretty boy. Which makes you
2: wonder why Finn wanted to come over to the army side of, of, uh, I can't even think of a name for it. I'm trying to think of a name for the bad guy, a team bad guy, because he had more than his work cut out for him in the sanitation department cleaning
0: up after all these little temper tantrums. Well, actually, because he uses the saber, there's not much to clean up. It just means that the tech guys have all the problems, you know? That's true. The contractors have to come out and rebuild all the walls because they're melted. And then, the well, he destroys a lot of the computer equipment, too. Well, that too. So yeah. I, I keep waiting for the scene in which Chip, the IT guy, comes out. <laughs> well, I, that's one thing I was waiting for. One of us had to address that. I was thinking it. Um, but what I'm really waiting for is the movie in which uh, one of the good guys realizes that all they have to do in order to be able to break into wherever they want is get <laughs> Kylo Ren near just the make near him mad. get him near the security systems, uh-huh. make him mad, and then he'll just destroy everything. <laughs> hey, look, shields are down. <laughs> oh <laughs> stubbed his yeah. toe looks like they're going to explode in five minutes yes. <laughs> yes just every little thing that goes wrong to him means the empire or not the empire uh the resistance gets all these wonderful little benefits and everything yes. goes wrong it's great um oh the the number of parodies you can do of this movie tells you that it's something unique and special. Well, I think think that's why Mel Brooks is making another Spaceballs. Exactly. And you know, I just got the original Spaceballs on Blu-ray. Oh, that's wonderful. I've had Spaceballs the videotape for a long time. um, But Mm -hmm. eventually I noticed... But have you had Spaceballs the lunchbox? I haven't. Mm. Mm, It's a shame. Um, But I decided it was about time I got Spaceballs the Blu-ray. And eventually, someday, the two of us might record Spaceballs the podcast.
2: It, we really could,
0: yes. We really is, could. Is
2: is the Blu-ray tell me the Blu ray is actually called Spaceball is the Blu ray. I wish it I wish it was. Oh
0: man I am I'm, I'm looking at it. I'm looking at Another it very closely. Another missed opportunity. It's oh sad, sad.
2: Okay. On Anyways. the on the
0: back it says, May the Schwartz be with you on Blu ray and it's like that's not nearly as clever as as no. Spaceball is the Blu ray. Like someone did not think this through. Nope. Nope. Uh, let's see. Uh, he looks into her mind and finds she has a map to Luke Skywalker's location. Oh yes, that's right. He decides he no longer needs BB-8, puts Rey to sleep, and carries her off to his ship. And as Finn watches, Ren recalls, uh, yeah, Ren recalls the rest of his troops. Big mistake again. Uh, the Resistance X-wing fighters arrive, finishing off the last troops. And Finn Stimby notices. follows close behind. And Finn notices one of the pilots is incredibly talented. A troop ship lands carrying General Leia Organa, Organic and C-3PO. Um, and the the moment when they reunite Han and Leia and then C-3PO comes in is one of the best moments in the movie. Oh, yes it is. Because, you know, you watch the original trilogy and half half of the movie you're just waiting for the next time when when 3PO is going to push Han's buttons mm-hmm. and and just get under his skin and in his hair and on his nerves all over again. And so we get so far into the movie and then it's back to this. And it's it great. Is, it's, like you, It's it, wonderful. It feels like coming home to all these relatives that you haven't seen in a long time. And it's like, and we're right back to the way they were last Christmas. Yes, yes. It's great. Um, well,
2: with one minor exception this time, though. Oh, yes, the red arm. The red arm makes him entirely unrecognizable. Well, and it also makes it so that you have to buy
0: him again to get the red arm C-3PO, <laughs> which is exactly why they did this. It's I the know.
2: only reason.
0: That is the o- In some cases, you can see that they did some things and made some slight changes for good reasons, like, um, okay, this isn't really a change to anything that existed before, but it could potentially be marketable in the same way as being a separate action figure. Um, when the red blood from, from the, the Red Blood handprint gets on the helmet of Finn when he's still a stormtrooper, when he's still FN8675309, yeah. that, yeah. in part served to add drama to that scene because the blood is there and now he he gets how bloody this is. Yes. But it also serves to actually mark him so you can keep track of which stormtrooper he is. Yeah. yeah. And making that serve that double purpose and also having the benefit of being able to make a separate version of the action figure or pop figure or whatever they do, like, that's just a triple threat. That's exactly what you want in a Star Wars
2: movie. That was a smart move. Like, that was great. Red Red Arm C-3PO, that's another one because lunch was coming
0: up uh-huh, Han and Leia are reunited, but their relations are tense. It is revealed that Kylo Ren is actually their son. Bum-bum-bum, that was foreshadowed before, that was almost totally given away before. Bum-bum-bum, the heroes return to the Resistance base where Finn is reunited with Poe Dameron, who was not killed by the car crash, who did not die, as Gonzo once <laughs> Thank said. Thank you. <laughs> uh, 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 and again, he. there's no... Ex- I don't understand how he didn't die. I don't get it. I don't know how he survived. But BB-8 is reunited with R2-D2 and C-3PO, but R2-D2 has been in low power mode since Luke left many years before. Why did he start up again? Is there any explanation for how he came back to life? Because the scene
2: with Luke was coming up.
0: (gasps) Oh, I see yeah that makes sense he had a copy of the script he had a co- i was just about to say he had a copy of the screenplay so okay well that explains everything the exactly. resistance fighters begin to plan an attack on the star killer base to avoid being wiped out finn wants to rescue ray and claims he once worked at star killer base gosh that's a stupid title and i i preferred it when i didn't notice the title right. it
2: almost sounds like a shoe store i <laughs> i was a general manager at star killer base Oh my! Actually,
0: we—that's
2: such a bad name. We need to make it worse every time we say it. Like Star Killer Base Planet, <laughs> and then Star Killer Base Planet—the one with a hole in it—and
0: just you know, make it progressively worse because okay. it deserves it. So he knows how to knock out the shields. Han and Leia say their goodbyes, which They're is exactly the moment.
2: same way you knocked out the shields last time, right? Except this time, instead of a two-meter-wide hole, now. If you could hit a skyscraper, you could probably take this thing out.
0: Very true. All right, take another drink of tap water or whatever uh-huh. you choose to drink. Thank you. And also, I in, in case we forgot to mention it, let's take another drink because they made another bigger Death Star.
2: They did. And they even showed it side by side. They made a point of saying, hey, guys remember the last death
0: star well this time it's really big uh-huh and even Han is like so they made a bigger one so what and it's like Thank how are you. we gonna take this one out
2: and there was only two minutes of suspense when they finally figured out oh this is how we take
0: it out exactly like the other one okay it's true it's it's really ca- you'd think that they'd say you know four hours later and no, then someone no. finally thinks of it
2: Well, because conveniently they had someone there who had
0: expertise on how to take it out. Mm. And they also had someone there who really, really, really made me want to hear, it's a drop. Yes, that guy, Admiral Akbar. Yes, Admiral Akbar. It was great. I'm assuming it was not just someone in the same species, but was actually the same character, right?
2: I'm guessing it was the same character, yes. Yeah, well, first time... We we, we had a lot of same characters. We had... uh, my, one of my very favorites, and possibly one of your very favorites, the one and only Nian Nunb, was there again.
0: Uh, the guy with the weird wrinkly cheeks?
2: Otherwise known as Mike Quinn, yes. Okay. Muppet performer Mike Quinn?
0: Oh! Yeah! 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 Hunty, everybody's favorite! Oppa! Um, uh, where was I? On Star Killer, bass guitar... Kylo Ren now has Rey in their torture chair and reveals his face to her. He is a young and handsome man. Sort of young and he's, handsome. He's Jon Snow. Yeah. When you look at him, it looks like he his nose is really stuffed up when he first takes off the mask. It's like, he, dude. He looks like a kid who listens congested? to a little bit too much Nine Inch Nails. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy the universe is expanding nothing means anything anymore ray (laughs) resists his force interrogation and we get a very hot harry pottery scene we do right you know what i'm talking about i do the force swings both ways so she Uh enters in the other way i really liked it i knew it was ripping off harry potter but i didn't care i love that scene um kylo ren and general hux are scolded for not retrieving the droid mwah, mwah, mwah. they're scolded by the way by the gigantic um how do i put this uh not Voldemort. yes gigantic not valdemort mm-hmm. well technically it's not supposed to be pronounced Voldemort. it's supposed to be pronounced Voldemort. you don't pronounce the t from He's what French. i hear yeah I don't understand why. I I like it better without the tea anyway, because that means I can wake up and sing, Good morning, Voldemort! Oh, um, Which wow. puts a smile on my face every time. This, okay, is, that's, why, this that's is why we need a Harry funny enough that you can podcast. come
2: back from Canada. That's fine. That's, Thank That's you. good.
0: I know. I, I remember I thought of it totally randomly sitting in a pizza place one time and just started <laughs> laughing like crazy and no one knew why. Um, it was great. And er, it still wait, puts a smile. I want to make a whole a musical now.
2: Isn't there... There is a Harry Potter musical. Uh-huh. That's What's true. What's it called? Harry and the uh, Star Kid? Is uh, that it?
0: Star Kid Productions produced a Harry Potter musical or something like that. Okay, okay. There's um, got to be a Star Killer reach in here somewhere, but okay, never mind. Now, Star Kid did do what's it called they may have just called it starship i think which has some star wars related elements to it and more recently they did a show called annie not spelled like annie the musical about the orphan but spelled like anakin skywalker Anakin, oh that's good and it's it it concerns it's about vader who in this one is a really awkward guy who you get the sense he's just that awkward guy at the office who tries to make make jokes and he can't (laughs) um and so i i haven't finished that one but it's it uh, not quite the same as something as magnificent as Holy Musical Batman, which is Paradise. And my personal favorite, Twisted, based on Disney's Aladdin, which is one of the top three best musicals I've ever seen, I'd say. I'll um, have to check it out. Okay. It's, it's excellent and hilarious. That's one I wish we could watch together, honestly. Mm. But uh, anyway, Ray now understands that she has some force talent and uses her mind trick power that she really caught on to quickly.
2: Well, she can, she can feel yeah. it. Coming in the air tonight. You see.
0: <laughs> oh boy, hold on, Steve, hold on. So she uses the mind trick power to escape from the stormtrooper in one of the funniest scenes. Um, she sneaks through the Star Killer. What do I call it now? Um, the scu- the Star Killer base planet with a hole in it. Star Killer base planet with a hole in it uh, to the hangar to escape. Meanwhile, Han and Chewie come out. Of hyperspace on the planet in order to evade the shields and crash land in the snowy forest you know I think this is actually one of the uh, the funnier Star Wars movies in a way because they do a lot of really great comedy that comedy did I say comedy I meant to say comedy comedy shtick that humanizes the stormtroopers I would agree with that and I like it it's different I like that a lot yeah Finn reveals he does not know how to disable the shields he only came back to rescue Ray but the heroes see that Ray I'm sorry this is another one of the funniest moments I love this it's Mm. it's probably the best moment in the film (laughs) they don't know how they're gonna get in and he just goes we'll use the force (laughs) that's not how the force works works. that was probably the funniest moment of the whole movie is my favorite part of the film yes It's, it's, it's it's all in Harrison Ford's delivery
2: It's the internet meme of the three ladies, the old ladies. Walker, that's not how this works. That's (laughs) That's not not how any any of this works, works. (laughs) right?
0: Um, From the commercial, yes, yes, yeah. And I think I did think of that when I when I saw that, or when I've thought about that in the past. It's such a great moment. I love it. That's a really great moment. Yeah. Uh, But the heroes see that Rey has already escaped on her own. This is a recurring trend here, which
2: is exactly what they should have said. I'm sorry. Which is exactly what they should have said back in episode one when they went the whole midichlorians route. That's not how the force
0: works. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Someone do a fan edit right now. Yes.
2: Yes, Do it. Someone
0: explain the, however you pronounce them, midichlorians. Just just cut uh, Harrison
2: Ford right into that scene. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, sorry. And
0: then, and then cut in Bert with his and line. Then, yes, um, yes. But the heroes see that Ray has already escaped on her own. Much like she handled the bad guys trying to take the BB 8 on her own. And uh, really, basically, it's Disney being like, hey, just a reminder that we're feminists now. Ah, uh, yes. Just yes. FY, in case you were thinking based on Snow White and stuff that we weren't, we are ever since Tangled. Right. Don't write so us any letters, that. please. Yeah. See, she can take care of herself. See? Um, And, of course, I'm totally... Inexplicably so, yes. uh, Yeah, I am totally cool with movies in which women are fully capable of handling themselves and rescuing themselves and saving themselves and saving other people and being fully competent. But when they always have the male characters so shocked by it, that's when it's like, oh, come on. Yeah. If you play it off as normal, people will start to subconsciously think of that as being a normal thing and then feminism will subtly just creep its way into everyone's minds and everyone will start to view everyone as everyone else's equals because they don't even have to think about it that's just how the media has trained them to think about it well it is you know yeah you see Um, what i mean here you gotta go the gotta go the subtle route that's what i say this is why i ought to be in pictures together they capture captain plasma and force her to lower the shields i'm by the way just so you know i am deliberately saying captain plasma's name wrong it's not really because plasma because
2: of course you should because yes. of
0: course i should poe and the uh x-wing or chicken wing fighters arrive and begin to land torpedoes on the weak point but suffer losses han and chewbacca blah 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 blah. explosives Blah 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 han and chewbacca split up to lay explosives uh, in separate locations, Kylo and Ren find that Rey has escaped and is very angry. Uh, he stalks off into a catwalk where Han spots him. Han approaches him on the catwalk. Gosh, that was stupid. Calling him Ben. Nice well, homage there. Well, first of all,
2: nice homage. But you have guardrails along the side of the of the walkways, but somehow the guardrails stop <laughs> all the way along the mile-long friggin' bridge. Someone that's did not think that where you ran out of money? That's where you decided to cut costs?
0: I tell you, lunch break. Lunch break? Yeah, you're not kidding. <laughs> lunch and dinner break. Woo! Okay, Christmas break off. That's I when think, the writers yeah. took Christmas break off. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, boy. Um, so, calls him Ben. That's that's nice. It's nice that they named him after um, Obi-Wan. It is. He asks his son to return with him, and Ren offers his lightsaber, but then activates it, and bum-bum-bum... Oh, no! Yes, that's right! He kills his father, pushing him off into the pit, who fortunately did not cry, No! which would have been bad, and did not scream. No, he seems surprisingly cool with it. You get the sense that it's just like, eh, and then he's just gone. Yeah. Collected his check and went home. Yeah. I, th- I, I get the sense that that's what was going on here. Yeah. I think Harrison Ford was like, okay, so I'll do your one movie, then I die, and never have to come back and deal with you again.
2: How well, does that sound? I mean, Han Solo is, is an action hero. Mm-hmm. He needs to be up and running and jumping around. And, like, let's face it, Harrison Ford is not a spring chicken anymore. So I think it makes good sense, the story. And if it works out in the real world too, that um, this is his grand exit,
0: it's not a bad one. Chewbacca, having watched the entire conversation, fires on Ren, hitting him in the side, and then detonates the explosives. Kylo Ren confronts Finn in the snowy forest. Which well, so let's talk about that the Taco too. Taco Bell forest.
2: Uh, it's well before we get back to the Taco Bell forest, mm. yes. If a stormtrooper walks into a is bar, is grazed with uh, with laser fire. If it just if there's a strong wind that blows. A laser into a stormtrooper they're dead they're gone true this guy gets hit hard in the hip with a a good shot laser blast and uh, he's still walk he's still almost skipping around the planet
0: well he does have to awkwardly hit his side over and over again yeah that too yeah it's like dude we get it just a reminder that I did get hit I am Uh hurt by the way excuse me while I run away and go do my dance but I am hurt just well, so and know. then
2: back in episode four, the lightsaber battle between Vader and Obi-Wan or Ben, as he is so named. Okay. Darth Vader just kind of whacks it across his shoulder and Obi-Wan disintegrates, right? He's gone. He just, yep. dis- he's not dead. He disappears. Now you have people, you have, uh, well, Phineas gets swiped up the back. With a lightsaber. He's knocked unconscious, but he's okay. Uh, People get poked through. Han Solo got himself poked through with a lightsaber. And he's still into... uh, Like, what are the rules around lightsabers? Because I think they haven't really thought that through.
0: I don't think they wrote the book on that yet. I've been wondering about this as well. Um, Yeah. Maybe someday there will be a guide to the... uh, Guide to lightsabers and where to find them
2: you could chop down a tree with a lightsaber i actually always wondered that
0: could you chop down a tree with a lightsaber right yes i've always wondered that too yeah apparently you can because they do it repeatedly thank you jj abrams for answering all of life's toughest questions there could be a whole logging industry among the jedi right i have thought this as well why aren't they doing this i don't know abrams this sounds like an online petition. This is your new spin-off, Online petition. Here we go. All right. Make Lumberjack Jedi. Lumberjack Jedi spin off production. Productions, plural. We want more of this. All right. The Many Adventures of the Lumberjack Jedi. I'd watch it. I would watch that, too. They could make it into a new animated series on Disney XD or wherever Actually they do did, them now. They did that in
2: Futurama in the in the first Xmas episode, where
0: Leela goes to chop down an Xmas tree
2: and she lifts up the axe and hits a button and a little laser pops out of the bottom of the of the of the um, of the axe and just kind of slices through the tree. That's pretty much what just happened in this movie. Shh,
0: we've had enough. We have had enough modern-day movies ripping off Futurama, we don't need Star Wars to do it, too. Well, just saying. Anyway, back to the Taco Bell forest. Ren is bleeding from the wound, but ignites his red, fiery saber to fight. Finn uses the blue lightsaber, who he Because, uses he's, a w- r- because he's a good thing. guy. That's another thing. That's
2: another thing. Let's Shh. talk about well, lightsabers for a minute, because apparently, if you're a good guy you have the entire rainbow to choose from. You can have blue. You can have green. You can have purple, yellow, whatever you want. But if you're a bad guy, you have red. Are and there black lightsabers? Uh, I smell another online petition. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but uh, no. As of this writing, there are no black lightsabers. Which I think is possibly a racial issue.
0: Well... No, it, the thing is, it would technically not be a lightsaber. It would be a darksaber. It would suck <gasps> everything up. <gasps> oh, oh, my man. gosh. I'm rewriting this online petition. <laughs> not produce black lightsabers, produce darksabers. Dark sabers. Um, Anti-lightsabers. I think we just found the entire reason for making this entire podcast holes.
2: right here. Because we just came up with darksabers.
0: We ask that you please not inform the boys that a Darksaber is something that already exists in the Star Wars universe. We really don't want to burst their bubble here. I'm gonna send you an Air 5 all the way from Bel Air. Are you ready to catch it? I am ready. Alright, one, two, three. Yeah! Alright. Love how speedy those are. Everyone should travel by Air 5. That's how they got around so fast in this movie. That is yes. <laughs> that that's that's how they should have gotten to Luke sooner. Luke, Air Five, and then they just everyone goes quiet and listens with their hand on their ear, and they're just waiting and waiting, and then off in the distance, whack! There yep. he is. Um. <laughs> oh, we're getting stupider and stupider as we go on, but we're almost at the end, everybody, and I'm gonna edit this down a lot. Um, Thank you. All right. All right. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, uh Poe and the uh X-wing pilots, not to be confused with Poe from Kung Fu Panda. I think that's his name, uh-huh. right? I don't, I don't I've never seen, seen Kung Fu, Fu Panda. Yeah. You don't need to. Um, I like the chicken wing fighter idea more. When you said chicken wing fighter earlier, that made me smile. Okay. In that case, the chicken wing pilots fly into the Star Killer base. Hold on. It just changed. Before Star Killer was one word and now it's two. The Celebrity Killer base the Celebrity Killer Base Trench, destroying the rest of the base. Um, the planet begins to collapse and explode. In the forest, Rey appears and uses the force to pull the lightsaber to herself, and discovers she has enough power to beat Kylo Ren, and Ren is wounded again and doesn't die for some reason. And then a chasm conveniently opens between them, Basically, it's the chasm that says, nope, you don't get to kill him. Sequel, 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 go away, Mm -hmm. back, sequel, sequel. That's pretty much all it's there for. So she's
2: stuck on her side of the chasm. It's
0: like, I'll get you next time. And And Chubut arrives in the, what? She
2: calls out to a man on the street. Sir, can you help me? It's cold. I have nowhere to sleep.
0: Is there somewhere you can tell me? I'm sorry. I'm going to keep doing this. You are ridiculous, my friend. I am. All right, Chewbacca arrives in the Millennium Falcon to pick up both Finn and Rey. The Falcon and X-wings, or chicken wings, if you prefer. Escape to the star guest base. No, that doesn't work. It would have to be Guest Star Killer base. I like the mm-hmm. sound of that. That's that's fun. Guest Star Killer base. Yes. Um, it explodes. Yay! Who's, who who would have thought? Um, Finally, back at well, the. Well, it resist- took them
2: a long time to blow that thing up. Like mm. it, they they made the shot. And then we had time for a whole lightsaber battle before. Oh, suddenly, conveniently,
0: boom! Now it's gone. Hmm. All right. Anyway, back at the Resistance treble, R2D2 awakens and reveals that. The, by the way, that was supposed to say Resistance base. Get what? It, ha 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 ha! Ah. R2D2 awakens and reveals the. It would have worked had I done Star Killer treble but yeah, you didn't hear resistance yeah, base I enough. Didn't. I'm sorry. I, That's I, okay. I tried to make jokes, but maybe I should just resign from humor forever. R2-D2 awakens and reveals the missing part of the map to Luke's location that he was not supposed to have, according to C-3PO, but he has it. Hooray. Finn is unconscious, and we just kind of leave him that way and hope that he doesn't die. So there's yes. that. Yes. Well
2: sequel, yes.
0: Yeah, yes. well sequel. Ray and Chewbacca leave in the Falcon, Ray taking the pilot's seat. They fly to the planet indicated by the map where Ray carefully climbs a rocky island. When she reaches the top, she finds an old cloaked and bearded Jedi with a metal hand. And can we back up, can we back up for a second? We can back up for a second. Okay. So
2: they had an incomplete map. That's what they kept saying, right? right. They had ninety seven percent of the map complete. They had a, a, a big red line, and then suddenly the line stopped. But unless that line suddenly took a hard left somewhere, they knew kind of generally where to start looking. It's
0: true. We and
2: don't we'll, know. We, he could be anywhere. No. He, you had most of the line right there. I if, don't... No, I don't... Here's the thing, though. The fact that If they you were... could tell the difference between a planet, a donut, and a mop... You could probably find Luke Skywalker somewhere
0: in that star system. (laughs) Um, The thing is that 3PO was saying that um, he couldn't recognize, none of them could recognize where their little piece of the map went. So evidently, they would have just known where it went in the map had they known that they had the whole map. So they didn't know that R2 was sent presumably from Skywalker to them, I think... I think that's how it worked. We see R2 with Luke in the um, weird hallucination sequence. Then I don't we, remember that part, but okay. All yeah, right. we do. We see we do see there together. So it's very possible that Luke sent R2 to like them. Like FedExed him? Yeah, and kept him in low power mode so that do it would Do not be,
2: open until Xmas?
0: Right. So or until be, the end of the movie? So it would be harder to, um, to get access to the map that has most of where he is. Um, and so maybe they just hadn't seen that and had no idea where any of it went. But yeah, they had the important part. They just needed the context, and it turns out R2 had that all along, which is a little bit anticlimactic, but guess what? Doesn't matter because... Bearded Jedi with a metal hand, it is the Joker. I mean Luke Skywalker. <laughs> Rey yes. silently yes. offers him the lightsaber and then helicopter shots spinning around, spinning around, spinning around. Which, hold on. Goes,
2: Can we back up, please? i want to talk about... <laughs> every this.
0: two sentences, you're going, of course, can we back up, please? I want to add another yes. 10
2: minutes to the show. And no, no, talk no. About I this. don't want to add another 10 minutes. I just... These are things that stand out to me as I'm watching the movie. Okay. Uh, the mechanical hand. Now, mm. we saw back in, I think it was Return of the Jedi, they made him a hand. He had a hand, or a Han, or whatever you want to call it, but he had a replacement. It's at the end At the end of Empire, thank you. He had another one. So they didn't have to, you know, do a whole lot of CG back then. They saved themselves the money by giving him a hand. Uh, I see what I did there. And uh, (laughs) now, what is it, rotted away? Did he lose it? That's what I assumed. I I don't get it rotted away. That's gross. That's really gross, if you think about it. War is always gross, Steve. But he wasn't at war. He left war. He left everything behind.
0: Shut up. It's time for another segment. All right, we're going to wrap this up real fast. We're going to do
2: another one? What? No, we're,
0: we're we're just going to wrap this up real fast by giving our favorite things. Raindrops on roses. Not that's not what I Whiskers meant. Whiskers on kittens. Not what I meant. Um That's two sound of music you know, references this time. You know there. what? I
2: I don't know what my favorite thing is other than I my expectations honestly weren't all that high going into this. Um I guess mostly because I've been burnt three times already by Since, new yeah. Star Wars movies. Mm. Uh, and I actually I went to see this movie as part of a uh, my, my team from work. We were all going to go watch the, the movie together. So it was a lot of fun that way. I didn't expect much. The only thing I expected was a fun ride through the Star Wars universe. And you know what? I got that. I got that and more. I was more than satisfied with this movie i had a great time in the theater so much so that i've already seen it a second time i might even go see it a third time because it's just yeah there's a lot of parallels to earlier movies and there's a lot of plot holes but you know what it's just good fun and it's exactly what a star wars movie should be
0: exactly yes i think that Again, this was the best Star Wars experience I've ever had, making it probably my favorite Star Wars movie. Even if it's not the best, it's still my favorite because I have the most personal attachment to it. Favorite new character? I'm torn between Rey and BB-8. I probably have to give it to BB-8 because that is such an excellent feat in puppetry. Thank you, J.J. Abrams, for insisting. I was going to say... Yeah. for insisting that BB-8 be real and practical and a puppet, it's brilliant. I'm so proud of that. But Ray is so close to being my new favorite character. She's really great. Some have accused her of being a Mary Sue. I don't you mean think Elizabeth so.
2: Swan. Is that who you mean in, from the movie, Elizabeth Swan? What? Oh no, you meant you meant Ray. Okay, they're, they're the same character, but that's okay.
0: Shh, gosh, be quiet, Elizabeth Swanson. Um, <laughs> Nicely done. You had it coming. No, nope, yeah, that's good. Thank you very much. Um uh, favorite appearance of an old character, um I like C-3PO's entrance, but the best performance by any of the classic characters were, was probably from Han. Yeah. Um, he did such a great job. Although Chewbacca had his moments too, like uh when yeah. um, like yeah. particularly when they're like you're the famous war hero who helped the resistance, right? And and Chewie's just like, "Uh." Yeah, that was, that was good. No, One this was definitely Han's movie. It, it yeah. was Han's movie. And now he doesn't have to do any more of them.
2: It was Han's swan song.
0: You mean Swanson song?
2: No, I mean swan song. That's a that's a real term.
0: I know, that's but you're Steve Swanson, so song. No, Swanson I know, song. but that's the joke. I'm you're ruining the you joke, JD. Stop that's it. That's what I'm here for. Ah, That's my purpose. You didn't even give
2: me my third Phil Collins line. I wanted you to talk about when... When Han and Leia gave a, gave each other a big long hug and we all cried and then Han said stop
0: stop your crying it'll be all right. Oh, just I'm take sorry. my hand.
2: My hand, hold it tight.
0: I'm sorry. Yeah. I don't always think of these things. You're
2: not the star killer base. You're the joke killer base.
0: Uh, I I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm in too deep. It is. Oh.
2: It is far too. It's far too late at night, isn't it?
0: it it's far too late at night. We got to wrap this up. I think uh, uh, again. Favorite line is Han's delivery of "That's not how the Force works." Yeah,
2: I think I think you're right there. Yeah. Greatest
0: greatest part of the movie. Loved it. This is fantastic. Everyone should see it. I'm not going to see it a third time in theaters. I, I've already seen it twice, but it's it's a delight. I'm so so proud. You're not going to gonna take your girlfriend to go see song. this one? No, I am not. Shut up, Steve.
2: You know, there's a website you should... Have you heard of mousemingle.com, J.D.? What
0: is that?
2: It's a dating site for Disney fans, which Star Wars totally fits in that, and Muppets totally fits in that. You should set up a... Ladies and gentlemen, this is our project for 2016. We're going to set up J.D. Hansel on mousemingle.com, and we're going to make sure that his third time seeing this movie
0: is not alone. And with that, we come to the end of another episode of whatever I'm calling this podcast. Ah, oh, come on! This is a great idea! Sure it is, Steve. <laughs> sure it is. Uh, do you have anything else you'd like to add?
2: I'm not sure I could add anything else that would be of any more value than uh, what the, the travesty I've already committed this evening.
0: Well, in that case, you can... I don't know. How does this work? I don't know where this is. I sh- I believe you can subscribe somewhere in iTunes, probably. Maybe? We'll see where this goes. I'm assuming this is all going up on jdhansel.com, which is where I put most of my non-Muppet work. So you'll be able to see it there or through Muppet Hub, one or the other. Either way, I thank you for listening this far through if you've managed to do it. I greatly appreciate you for playing along with our little experiment. Maybe it'll get better as <laughs> you time goes by. should
2: get $5 if you've listened this long.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, you can certainly check out what Steve does with his much more tightly held together podcast, The Muppetcast over at MuppetCast.com. You can contact me at, me, me at MuppetHub.com. and until next time, I'm J.D. Hansel, and I'm a Starkiller base. I, I really wondered what you were going to say. I wondered until I had to say something, so I just said, mm-hmm. I, I came very close to saying, and I'm a Mary Sue.
2: <laughs> oh, no 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 no, no. I also oh, this came, is much better I
0: also came close to saying I'm J.D. Hansel and I'm a Jedi Knight but that wouldn't have been as funny that wouldn't have been funny though